Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, we're switching things up a little bit. I'm joined by my close friends, my sisters, my destiny advocates, Nia Gervier, Courtney Sauls, Tiffany Johnson, and Yanni King-Monshine for a very special live group chat all about embracing the seasons we're in and celebrating how we show up for one another. Now, y'all know that I love to brag on my friends, and these women are all dynamic forces who have confidently stepped into their purpose and humbly allowed God to move through their lives. We've supported each other along the way through the obstacles and opportunities that sometimes felt like challenges and found community in a chosen family. Whether it's being a shoulder to cry on in a dark moment or making a spouse feel welcomed and loved, this group holds each other up when it matters most. It was just such a beautiful space that you guys all created for me and and held me at my like my lowest low because I had never I never lost anyone like that. And it was so great to know that I wasn't losing you guys. This is one of the first episodes that I planned when we started Trials to Triumphs. And I'm so blessed to be able to share this moment with you all. As our lives changed and our season shifted, each of us has grown in ways that mirror and complement one another. We leaned on each other and reminded one another that while the road to success is not always a straight one, we can trust each other through the process. You know, you can plan as much as you want. You can think it's gonna be this, this, and this, but if you leave no space for anything to reveal itself, to surprise you, to inspire, like then you're missing out on something that could have, you know, that could change the whole thing. And in our Sankofa moment, we'll each share which powerful woman from history we'd like to add to our group chat. I mean, her life, I I just want to sit at her feet and just be like, let me, let me know. So, friends, this is a very special special episode. I am joined by four of my closest friends in the entire world, my destiny advocates, for a special group chat episode. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh. Are you guys excited? You guys are on TTT. Yes. yes. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Never been more excited. Triple D. 
Triple T. Uh, yeah, I love Triple T. So Triple T in the house. <laughs> I can't. I would oh actually God. love for all of you to introduce yourselves. Yanni, I'll start with you. Hi, I'm Yanni King Monshine. I'm an actor. I'm from New York. And I love on my friends. Oh, Hi, I'm Courtney Sauls. I am an actor. I'm from Houston, Texas. <laughs> Hello, my name is Tiffany Johnson. I'm from Compton, California. I am a filmmaker and I am very happy to be here. <laughs> I am Mia Gervier. I am an actor. I am from Brooklyn, New York, by way of Trinidad and Tobago, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm at a 20 out of 10, and I love my life right now. Yes! Yes! Okay, so how long have we all known each other? Nia and Yanni, I'll start with you all. How how long have you all known each other? I've known Yanni since I was 12. 12 years old. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Wow. We, We met the summer that we were turning 13. Hmm. Wow. And actually, (laughs) I was just thinking this the other day. You and I met at Anthony Hemingway's New Year's Eve party going into 2013. That's where I met everybody. Literally, there's probably been 400 people on the pod. I met Yanni and Ash at that same New Year's Eve party. Wow. I was not at that New Year's Eve party. No. I was not there. No, we, we met, met you after. We met Courtney after. But we've all, like, at least this group, I will say, just on an average, we've all known, obviously, Nia and Yanni have known each other since Ten. they were teenage or not even preteens, but the rest of us have known each other for about, for about a decade. So I just want to jump in. If you had to sum up our friendship in one or two words, how would you describe it? Nia. Chosen family. Mm. Okay, I love that. Cordy? Sisterhood. I'm here for that. I'm here for that, sis. I love that. All right. Um, Jans. Soul deep. Mm. Mm. Soul deep. Yes. That's, That's just like I yummy. love that. Okay. So Tip, what would you say? Well, I was going to say sisterhood too, but I'm going to say unconditional love. Yeah, Mm. I feel it. I think the word I would use is special. Mm. It's special. It's kept me in a lot of ways. So I'm, I'm just really, really, really grateful for all of you. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. All right. I want to know, if you were to describe this season of your life right now, how would you describe it and what does it feel like? Mm. Courtney. I would describe this season as a true test. Mm. Test and testimony. Mm. Test and testimony. Mm. I've been thinking a lot about this because I knew I was going to be here. (laughs) And (laughs) Courtney, I love you. I've been, I was thinking about, okay, what are my trials? What are my trials? I got to be ready. Right. And I am in the midst of a trial, Mm. but Mm -hmm. I am being tested Mm. right now. If you were to name the test, what is the test? I am in the midst of discovering 
the limitlessness of like my potential mm-hmm. of like who I who mm-hmm. I can be. Mm-hmm. And you feel like being a mother kind of helped you get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I think that I, in some ways, kind of have lived within a limitation that I set for myself mm. of who, of who I am, what I can, what I'm <laughs> capable of. Wow. <laughs> Courtney, remember mm-hmm. that conversation we had about that box? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we had a conversation about the tell, box. Tell, tell everyone about the conversation we had. Okay. 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 We had a conversation, you know, in a lot of ways, like we, Ash and I are in similar seasons. I, I would mm-hmm. say we are both experiencing such growth in our personal lives. Mm. But at the same time, I think we both have been experiencing uh, challenges in our professional lives. Um, Feeling unseen or undervalued for who we are, for, again, the fullness, I'll use that word, the fullness of who we are. And Ash said something to me that was um, so meaningful. And that's exactly what I'm speaking of right now is she said for so many years, she had felt that people were putting her into Mm. a box, but perhaps it was her that was putting herself in the box. Mm -hmm. Because and ultimately what we experience is in some ways, a reflection of what we're putting out is a projection. Yeah. And that's so beautiful, Courtney. And it is so obvious that you are in this space. It is oozing out of every pore on your body. It's like, it's steaming out of your spirit. Just to be in your presence is to Mm -hmm. feel it. And it is so delightfully gorgeous Mm -hmm. on you. I agree. I agree. Yeah, this box, you know, we're all, I mean, some of us aren't putting ourselves into a box. Mm -hmm. I think most of us, even as as expansive as our lives may be, <clears throat> are boxing ourselves in in a way that we shouldn't. Mm. And I think we could all probably relate to being in a season where we are still trying to break out of a box that maybe we put ourselves into. Yeah. And so much of what we want, I believe, is on the other side of that. Yanni, what are your thoughts? Sometimes being in the box is a is a comfort and a respite mm. to just kind of give yeah. myself a break because so much... A lot of times, I, I know, well, speaking for myself, whenever I felt like I was putting myself in a box or accepting the box that was shown to me is just from being tired and just like, you know what, I will take this role that I do in my sleep all the time because maybe I need the money. Maybe I just want the tape. Maybe I just want to have the credit to like, you know, work begets work and just have, you know, and there um, are myriad reasons why we take work and why we allow sometimes that box to exist. But I think that it is the inertia of pushing against everything around us. And it's becoming a little bit lighter in our work as Black women. And we see each other. We are, I say this to myself and I'm going to now say it out loud, but I call you guys my heroes Mm. because (laughs) you're women that are doing this expansive artistic work around me that I get to see and be inspired by. And then women that I don't know that have been doing it for a while or whatever, like pulling from all of those people to help make it not feel so hard to push against that. Like, no, this is not 
my box or that or what you're saying is not for me. I know what's meant for me, but it is mm-hmm. it is truly having to push against that that we're constantly getting from outside and having to daily sometimes remind ourselves of who we are and that what it is that's in front of us right now is not necessarily a representation of who we are, but it's what is provided in that moment. To be outside of the box is to be empowered to make the choice to be in it yes, when you need yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the box yeah. is open. So I can I can yes. choose. I want it's the it's having the yes. choice. I can choose to utilize these whatever quote unquote um the stereotype that we, you know, we, we live in, whether it's the character that we play or the role that we play in life, whatever is like feels comfortable, right? That is a gift. Yeah. And it's also a a, a superpower. Mm-hmm. You know, it is yeah. a gift that that I can play this and I can do this with such ease. I don't have to always yes, right. know, but having the choice to do it and when I want to, that is yes, living outside yeah, the box. Yeah, it's yeah, having the absolutely. choice. Mm-hmm. The box is just a package. The gift is the, is the thing inside. So if you're the thing inside, then the root of what that gift is, it is mm. you. And then whether or not you want the support of it, whether somebody else created it or you did, and you need that, you can use it if you want. But whenever you want to grow outside of it or expand beyond it, that's a choice too. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Tiffany, talk to me about the season of your life and what does it feel like? Courtney actually said to me, you're in a season of abundance. And I I heard Mm. that and I, I associated it with my career. Woo, the eyes are sweaty. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um. But actually, wait, can I put a pause? Ashley said that to me about you. Who said that? So I just want to credit mm-hmm. Ashley. Wait. Ashley, I want to credit oh. her really quick. Ashley said to me that about you, that Tiffany is in a season of abundance. And I just, I just repeated what she well, said to me about you, but because I co-sign it. But I want to say <laughs> Ashley. Well, Ashley thank you, sister. Love it. Um, but when she said that, well, that me, just goes to show our connection. <laughs> yes, we're so. But that connected. speaks to our connection. Absolutely, you know? it's telephone. Yeah, all we of just, us. We pass it around. But I, I received it because I know it to be true, and I can feel it. And when, when I think about my abundance with, in terms of my career, I just, I'm in this new phase of just owning it. It, it has taken me a very long time mm. to own mm. my greatness, and it feels great. It feels great, and. I knew I had it in me and I knew all I needed was to just believe it within myself. And once that happened, it overflowed. And now I'm just trying, I'm, I'm actually just trying to, to catch it all um, and not be yes. overwhelmed by it. However, I, there are, you know, there's, there's multiple parts of us. And when I think about my career and, and, and that feeling abundant, you know, there is, there is still, a big part of me that wants to expand as well and, and be fulfilled. And so I have to somehow separate the two seasons of my life right now. And the other side of me that is in this season of just readiness, I don't know, like I'm, I'm ready to receive mm-hmm. what I do, what, what I deserve. And I guess just to be as transparent because this is trials of triumphs, but just, you know, romance, <laughs> <laughs> romance and yes, love yeah. and, and, yes. and ready to, to feel that same sort of abundance and overwhelming feeling that I do get from what I love to do, but from someone as well. I think just 
to wrap to round me all out. So I'm in these two different seasons, but I'm I'm I know I'm exactly where I need to be within both of them. And yeah, it just it's it feels good all around. Here's what I would offer. Yes, please. Like what I want to be clear about is that this season of abundance and overflow that you're in, you created. Mm. There was something that you did either intentionally or unintentionally that created everything that you're experiencing in your life. Mm -hmm. And if there can be abundance and overflow in this area, it could be in every area. I think sometimes we think, I have so much of this there. How can I expect to have it here too? I mean, am I being too greedy? That's not the way God works. That's not the way it works. Ask truly and ye shall receive. It's been yours. It was always yours to love and be loved. Yes. It's yeah. up to you to decide yeah. that now is the time to receive it. Mm. Absolutely. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's a beautiful yes. season all that. around. It is a beautiful season. Amen. It is. And it's beautiful to witness. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Nia, talk to me about the season you're in and what does it feel like? I think my season is transformative. Mm-hmm. And romantic. Mm. And it feels good. I leaned in so much to what Tiffany was saying because in the same way that Tiffany feels like she has this balance and abundance in her work, I have balance and abundance in my love life. Like I am deeply in love and like very excited about it. And I think that God presents things in our lives to use as an example of how to carry it through into other areas. So I was telling Tiffany that it's, I was like, Tiffany, we're like a mirror. Yeah, we are. I was like, I've always thought it would would be easy for me to find love and romance in my life. It was never anything I questioned. I never put a ridiculously large amount of energy that I was exerting or trying to create it. I just always knew that I deserved it, that it would come to me. I was raised that way. I was just taught that. So I expected it and it just came in with ease and overflow. And it's been very clear to me that I'm supposed to use that formula of belief in my spiritual work to give ease Mm -hmm. and lightness Mm -hmm. to allowing all of the desires in my heart from every area of my life, which includes my work to flow to me that easily, just because I'm worthy and I deserve it. Not because I have to do anything, not because I did anything, not because I have to push or prod for it, just because It's just going to show up and be offered to me because I'm just inherently worthy of it. So that is where I am right now and just bathing and basking myself in that. And it's very obvious to me. And it's sort of hard not to want to figure out how it's going to be done, but I'm just allowing it to be done. I just put it in the GPS and I'm just trusting that Google Maps is getting me there or whatever it is. (laughs) I think just in witnessing your transformation, honey, okay? Because Nia's on a whole new tip, okay? (laughs) Y'all might be meeting Nia, but Nia is... In these streets, okay? Nia is... New Nia. New Nia. Yeah, we call her nice Nia because Nia's always just, you know, the house could be burning down. And she's like... 
but like, look at, look at that one part of the house. It's not burning. Like, maybe we can keep that. And it's like, yeah, but Nia, there's no house. That's a part of the gutter. What are, well, maybe we can build the gutter up. And they, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. But for me, I think what's been the master key to, to unlocking everything that you're experiencing now has been that you just trust yourself more. Mm. Like you trust Nia, not what the article says, not what you um, were taught by someone, not what someone else thinks, but it's, you go with what Nia thinks first. And I think that that is how so many things have been able to open up for you. Like, it's almost like the answer was always within you, like in like a flowery way, you know, it was always you. And so to see you like moving confidently in that, it has really been beautiful to witness. It really has. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. That means yeah. so much. Yeah, I see you, girl. I, I see y'all. Yeah, receive it, sis. Jans, talk to me about your season. What does it <laughs> feel like? Ooh, this season feels like I am mining patience. It feels like I am like truly learning lessons and going back into what I've planted that's blooming and kind of specifically like laser focused harvesting things from what I've planted. I think I'm being challenged to be specific Mm. in what it is that I need. And, Mm. and I'm also being shown that while something is in harvest, you, you can still be planting in this part of the plot. And then this is halfway grown and then that's fully grown. And that's, that's literally how farming works. It's not all at (laughs) once because you need to keep the harvest going, you know, while you're growing this in the summer, you're growing that in the winter. And while that's lying dormant, this is blooming and like that. So thinking about how that's manifesting in my life, spiritually, in my marriage, in my work, in my friendships, and truly being specific about individually what I have with people, what I have that I may have overlooked in certain friendships, in, you know, conversations I'm even having with my husband have changed and we've gotten really Mm -hmm detailed and specific about things that we want and need and like doing that kind of work that's kind of Mm. where I feel like I am is like I've harvested so many things and rather than constantly push to like what else is growing I'm like well what have I already put in my basket have I used everything Mm. in that basket have I gone through and used all of the parts of the things that I've already harvested and what what tools have I not recognized as tools because I was told they weren't? It can look like from the outside in that there isn't movement, but I know there is. And I'm finding the patience and I can just enjoy this moment. I'm making moves that mm-hmm. are so such huge shifts, but it's a lot of internal work. And so I don't need to worry about what it looks like on the outside. When that time comes, Mm -hmm. that'll come. And I'm being reminded of who I am and what I have. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? 
Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. So I am in a season that I would describe as a season of unknowing. Mm. Like I know nothing. And if anybody knows anything about me, it's that I need to know everything. <laughs> yes, like I, yes. And, and I started off as, as like being quite angry about the season because it felt so, there's always unknowns in life, but it feels like there's never been more unknowns than there are now. Mm. And so I've been really trying to dig deep into like, why that is right now. And, and I think it's because that's something that I have to unlearn. I have to unlearn this need to know everything about my life and where I'm headed and how it's all going to work out. And it's because ultimately God wants to surprise me. Yes. He has amazing things in store. And he doesn't want me to ruin it. So he had to start removing me from the equation. Mm. So I realized that it's felt like abandonment. And it's funny because I feel like I'll look back on these podcast interviews. And when I first started, I wasn't able to even say what I'm saying now. Mm. But mm -hmm. now I'm like, I love surprises. I also am someone who loves surprises. For someone who like needs to know everything, I love a surprise. So if God wants to surprise me with dreams that are bigger than my own, then I've got to get to the point where I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> you got it. And that's why I talk a lot about surrender because the only way to get there is I had to incorporate surrender. So yeah, I'm in a season of unknowing, but also unlearning. Mm -hmm. I'm having to unlearn a lot mm -hmm. of things that I, that I was proudly standing on as like the core of who I am. And now I'm like, mm, don't know if that's the best for you in this yeah. season anymore. And it doesn't mean that I, I'm having to release wonderful parts of myself. It just means I'm growing into parts that are better serving me. And, mm. and so it, the way it feels is that I, I'm now able to say that I feel proud of myself mm. for doing it. Like, because it might be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is really, mm. truly trust God because I realized I don't know that I have been. Yes. I don't think I've really been trusting. Yes. I think I've been like, loving God and like knowing he's amazing and like knowing he going to do what he say he going to do. But I don't know that I've really trusted that. I think what's crazy is I think that I still thought I had a lot to do with it. Mm. I was giving myself yeah. too much credit. Whew. And now he's like, it's no, true. no, 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 no. You got to give me all the credit. Yes. We work together. So you can't just go mm. off and do your own thing and think everything will work out. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a term in the Baha'i faith called radiant acquiescence. And it's the idea of truly being excited about surrendering, about mm -hmm. giving over, about acquiescing mm -hmm. any control or piece of the reins. We are not at the wheel. We, huh. we may not even be in the passenger seat, real talk. We might be yeah. in the back seat. Like, this is... It's not our We're car. in the back <laughs> of the Greyhound. This is okay? not our car. <laughs> and so... Every time I think of surrender, it pulls me to radiant acquiescence because I have to remember that it's not this like fine here. 
it is a joy to give over. It is a joy to to say, please help me take over. Mm-hmm. You're describing Yanni sounds like you're being chauffeured into the desires <laughs> of your heart, which sounds a lot better than driving <laughs> yeah. in the traffic. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Right. Just let God pick you up in the black car. Just get in and sit down. I love a good pickup. Be on for the ride. No, I was going to (laughs) say, there's something very beautiful about the unknown space. And I channel that space in my work. And what has come out of that is just a confidence that I didn't even know I had in myself. And that is, like you said, Ash, it is just trusting the process. Like you can... You know, you can plan as much as you want. You can think it's going to be this, this, and this. But if you leave no space for anything to reveal itself, to surprise you, to inspire, like then you're missing out on something that could have changed the whole thing. And I oftentimes now step into that space in my work of like, I know what I want to do. I know what I maybe I should do, but you know what? Let me, let me, let me let something reveal itself. Let me, let me, let me be surprised by something I had no idea was going to happen. And oftentimes, I find that that's the best, that's the best stuff. And I had to get to a place to be confident yeah. in knowing that, yeah, it's just, just let it, let it exist as it's going to be. And I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I really, I'm a strong believer in the unknown space because it is, it is truly where you think you find yourself and allow yourself to just become so confident and, and just trusting that. So I just, yeah. I wanted to second mm-hmm. that. You all know that I talk a lot about destiny advocates on the pod, but also you all are destiny advocates to me and I for you. So I want you all, if you could, just to share a time that one of us or or a destiny advocate in your life saved your life. Mm. You know, and it doesn't have to, I don't mean in a literal sense, it could be, but I just mean came through literally in the clutch and did something that only a destiny advocate can do for you. Yes. Nia. I think that something that's the most special about this tribe that we have together is that there has been a moment in my life that I felt like something was falling apart mm-hmm. or that I was. And at different moments, each mm-hmm. one of you have swooped in to rescue or support or heal or love me. I would have to say just if I could pick a moment, because this is like a, it's more, it's a way that I can tie you all in at the same time. My 2015 was really hard. Um, I have ADHD and it's something that I don't speak about a lot, but that year was like very interesting and strange for me. And I was, um, to be very honest, I was like exploring what it would feel like to be medicated that year. And it was like very crazy and manic and emotional and coming out of that season, feeling just as loved by all of you and even more supported than I did going into it made me feel so loved and nurtured and in a way that felt like unconditional And I'm an only child, so I don't know what it's like to truly have sisters, like in a familial blood sense, but God has positioned my life in a way that I have friends that are family and cousins even too, that are family in a way that makes me feel so supported that if I had like a blood sister or brother, 
I imagine that that's exactly what it feels like. And the unconditional love from people that you feel like you've known since you were born Mm -hmm. or like before this lifetime, it's so unreal to know that I could be loved in that way. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel the unconditional love that I receive from this tribe is something that I would not trade for anything in this, in the world, in this lifetime, in the next, in the one before. It's just one of the most beautiful parts of my life. Mm, I love that, that me. Tippy. Wow, I feel I feel like there's so many, but I, you know, I always say that I was like a, a late bloomer in terms of moving out on my own. Cause you know, I stayed at home until I was 30. But when I got my first apartment, I just remember how nervous and anxious I was about that and stepping out on my own. And Nia was, you know, just whatever you need. And I, what I love most is I remember I kind of collected a little bit of everything from people's apartments. Like I got Ashley's sofa, your little mini sofa from your first apartment. <laughs> I got our other friend yes. Ashley's things. And like, I just remember like, cause I had nothing. I was, you know, starting from scratch. And so I just remember collecting all of those things and Nia specifically too, just being there to help me build that space and create that space and make that what it was. And that was a really because I was so nervous and I was so anxious of like having to be on my own now and being like a, a grown woman. <laughs> um, and so that, that one was really special. But one, one thing that I think you guys all individually showed up for me is when, when I was going through, you know, my departure from, from a friend. And in that time I was feeling, I was putting a lot of blame on myself and owning owning the the fact that that relationship ended because of me. And it was just such a beautiful space that you guys all created for me and, and held mm-hmm. me at my, like my lowest low, because I had never, I never lost anyone like that. And it was so great to know that I wasn't losing you guys, right? Like that you guys were mm-hmm. there to kind of put me back mm-hmm. together and that's been over the years, you know, it's still something that I'm slowly like, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty much there now, but it's just taken all of you guys to just continue to hold me up and support me that that's been the biggest, mm-hmm. I think, way that, that, that I felt supported by, by this sisterhood and that I'm, I'm never going to fall. I'm never going to fall because of you guys. So yeah. And you're never yeah. alone. And you're I'm never, never alone. alone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cordy. One that comes to mind is, and I I think we tell this story quite a bit, but it just is like the one that I think of all the time. Um, When we went to Minneapolis to film the movie (laughs) Dear White People, you you guys, I knew, I think I had known (laughs) you for like three months, maybe maximum. And we did like a, like this like little pilot presentation together or whatever. And we became instant friends, sisters, because like we are meant to be. And we went to Minneapolis to film Dear White People, the movie with like no room and board, no... Sorry, I remember this. No, no money. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> this is, it's crazy to no. think about it now. Sorry. <laughs> no, guys, nothing. it's not like how did we even pay for our plane tickets? We I didn't. Lena, sure. Lena and Justin bought mine. I couldn't wow. afford that. Well, 
I Airbnb'd my apartment to pay for my trip. My mom might have paid my. I think I she know. did. I think she did. But Ashley, you stay. You stay with Ashley, and then me and Nia just <laughs> basically couch hop. Like we just like we're like with people that we had never houses. met before. It was amazing. never before ever. You two held me up. Like Ashley had a honey wagon. <laughs> okay, a honey wagon. But explain explain what a honey wagon <laughs> oh, is. It though. gets better. Explain what a honey wagon okay, is. Okay, Ashley. Okay, it's like it's like the smallest trailer that you can think of. It probably is about maybe seven feet long and like five feet five? wide. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is, it is the three of us standing like hip to hip would fill up mm-hmm. the entire honey yeah. wagon. Okay. And Ashley had one because she actually had a I had five lines. My five <laughs> lines got me a honey wagon, honey. <laughs> so we would show up. We would show up to set. We would be like, Ashley, what time are we supposed to be there? Because we didn't, no one was communicating with us. We just were like, we want to be in this movie, okay? And Ashley would, <laughs> Ashley would this is the trip. tell us what, this is the trip. what the call time was. We would meet her there from this random people's house, whoever we were staying with at the time and then we would pile into our honey wagon and we would actually share this honey wagon with the two of us three grown women (laughs) three grown women Mm -hmm. and they're changing (laughs) but honey listen it was one of the wildest experiences of my life but also I I believe no matter what we would have a bond because again I, I truly believe that we were meant to be the first day we met we were like our souls recognized each other but it was a fast track Mm -hmm. okay we were on the fast track to familiarity honey okay like (laughs) I barely (laughs) I barely knew these women and that was one time that really stands out to me of like Mm. okay this is how you show up this is how you Mm -hmm. show up for someone whether you have known them for 10 years or not when you love someone, when your soul recognizes someone's soul, when you are meant to be, this is how you show up for people. The moment that solidified, I think, the truth and understanding of what this sisterhood is and could be for me was one of your birthdays, Ashley. Ashley, (laughs) pre-pandemic, would have these epic birthdays Mm -hmm. that were you know had photo shoots and parties but the but the part that stuck with me that I looked forward to every year is that we'd get together and we'd kind of go around and share something you know Ashley would have a prompt this is this is who Ashley is BT like (laughs) she's been doing this podcast (laughs) in real time in real life for like 10 years um so like we're at this dinner and we're kind of going around and like we're sharing kind of like what the year has been for us our and peaks and valleys. Our peaks and thank you. Our peaks and valleys. And I just knew that I was safe. I just knew mm. that I would be held. And I shared some really personal things and was like heave-hoeing, crying, like bawling <laughs> my eyes out. And and for me, that's huge. I don't do that, especially with people that I don't know fully that I'm safe with. And I knew it was unequivocal. I didn't even have to think about the safety I had Mm. in all of your hands that night and beyond. But that for me was like a pivotal understanding of 
what it looks like to be held by this group of women and sisters and truly being held up and poured into mm-hmm. that night. Yanni, I will never forget that. The friendship fast track. Thank you for sharing. My favorite example of you all being my destiny advocates uh, in my life is just how you all love me and my husband. Like, Daryl is y'all's brother for real, for real, for real. And, you know, y'all love him because I love him, but y'all love him individually and independently of me. And I didn't know how much that would mean, but it means everything. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you how much it has been a salve. It is, you know, to know that not only do y'all have my back, y'all have his back. Y'all have our back as a family and y'all love us unconditionally. And that just means everything to me. I love you. Yeah. That's my dude. I love him. Yeah. I just have to say, this has been one of my favorite conversations of the season. I knew that I wanted to bring you all here and have a conversation and show the world that like, when you have real dear God intended friends in your life Mm -hmm. that don't have to be in the same season, you're not going to be in the same season at the same time, but you're going to love each other through each of the individual seasons. And you're going through those seasons because there's going to come a time that we're going to have to help one another through one that we've already been through. So yeah, I just want to say, I thank you. I love you. And I honor you. Okay. I'm balling. Yanni's laughing at me. <laughs> no, I love you all so much. And, and, and it's a heavy emphasis on the, so on the, on the honor. Like Mm. honor is, I honor you and I honor your presence in my life. After the credits, that dynamic women from history who we'd love to bring into the fold. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lantigua. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Editing assistants from Jordan Cowling, mixed by Kojin Tashiro. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tindall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you do, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to ensure you hear the next one. If you could bring someone into the fold, who would you want to bring into our tribe? Courtney. Okay, Courtney seems ready. Who are you bringing? <laughs> you already know uh, I'm bringing Billy Holiday. Because hey. she's lit. <laughs> Baby, let's okay. drink. Let's smoke some cigarettes. Let's, let's get the yes, We're smoking yes. cigarettes. She's lit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Billy. I mean, if we were... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, wait, listen, we were lived in the 50s. That's true. I mean, oh, I already who know. you bring in? Uh, okay, who you bring in, Yanni? Josephine Baker. Yes, I, we're going I old school. The yes, we're going old school. I want to know the, I mean, her life. I I just want to sit at her feet and just be yeah. like, let me, let me know. Okay, Tiffy, who you bring in? I'm a bring yes. Miss Eartha Kitt. Yes! yes!
I think I'm going to bring Dorothy Dandridge. Yes. 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 Dorothy. I'm going to bring Dorothy. Nia, who are you bringing? I am bringing Diane Carroll. Yes. 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 We should have known. Of course. This love, is the most love Diane. Oh, I love it. <laughs> this is the this most is epic group. And now I, I need a shirt with all of them on it. She's my favorite person in the whole yes. world, and she's all of your girl's yes. best friend. She is. That's yeah. true. I love it. She is